0: You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com.
1: Hampton Roads has a long-running high school and college sports tradition. It's time to give them the spotlight they deserve. This is the 757 at 6 on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. 757 at 6,
0: Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. I'm Tim Donnelly, Robbie Vogler here. And I think we – I think at the risk of – like if you – excuse me, if you believe in jinxes, if you believe in all those superstitions, right – you might want to change the channel right now because I don't know if there's a team that feels more battle-tested and more on the way up than the ODU men's basketball team going into the Sun Belt tournament. I would have liked for them to have somehow worked their way into the top four and gotten that, that double bye, but... Barring that, they're about as well set up as you possibly can be. And, and not just because they're, they're you know winning a high percentage of their games, right? They're eight of their last 10 to, to end the regular season, beat two of the best teams in the conference in their final two games uh, to, to really, you know, vault momentum-wise into the postseason, but also the battle-tested element of it. They've been through some things in those 10 games, and they didn't let it get to them. And in the postseason, you go through a conference tournament and, you know, fingers crossed if everything breaks your way, get a little bit of luck, take care of your business, an NCAA tournament. Like if you if you do that, you're going to have some things like wrenches thrown into your system, right? You're going to have some obstacles you have to overcome, some hurdles you have to make it over. And if you're a team that just, you know, you were the number one seed Two weeks into the season and a month into the season, and you were number one seed at Christmas, and you were number one seed in the new year, you were number one seed in February. Then you're not gonna have that, that you know, experience to reach into. I saw the, I mean, Sports Center top 10, Makai Long catching an alley oop, throwing it down. That is the guy that had to leave a game like four games previous because his knee was swelling. Then he's against one of the best teams in the the, the conference in the season finale, catching an alley oop that is top ten on SportsCenter worthy. That's that's very good, right? Emo Essien back in the game. He had to miss a couple with concussion like symptoms, concussion protocol, whatever you want to call. He's in there at the 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 final game, getting a chance to play against again Marshall, a very good team. And oh, by the way, they won. Right, you look at that that Marshall game. ODU wins 71-67. What am I talking about when I'm talking about this this they have the experience. They know what to reach to when when the going gets tough. They were losing at halftime 35-28. They won the second half by 9. That is what what like I don't know if they do that a month ago. 2 months ago. Right, we it's 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 kind of satisfying when we're following a thread throughout the season and and there's like a payoff, right? Right around New Year's, Jeff Jones, the coach, called this team soft. And and at the time, we made an emphasis on soft is an insult, right? Like as a college athlete, your coach throws the, the, the it's almost like the S word, like you don't even want to say it, like throws the soft word out there, you should be... Extremely motivated to prove him wrong, right? You should be be defiant in your. We're not solved. Well, for a while there, it was touch and go. For a while there, they continued like win one, lose one, win one. This game, the road was a tough place to go. Lose a game on a on a buzzer beater or missed buzzer beater. Like it was it was touch and go there. Get out, rebound. You know, miss free throws, not get to the free throw line, settle for threes, even though you're not a three-point shooting team. And then suddenly, like click, click, and they're playing tough. They won a bunch of close games. The games they did lose, they almost always came out aggressive the next game. And and I really, really like that about this team. That they've they've they're not the same team now that they were at the beginning of the year. So, so you know obviously if you could you'd go back and you you'd like get ben stanley back i'm not saying that that you know the the injuries or something or something that you're happy you went through but there is some kind of of silver lining to the season they went through that they can say listen we we went through some stuff we came out stronger on the other side right chauncey jenkins who had a big game uh, uh, against Marshall can say, yeah, like it wasn't fun playing through an ankle injury Right? I rolled my ankle. It, it's not enjoyable to just be like, all right, now I'm going to have to ice and elevate and see the trainer a bunch and do everything I can to get out there on the court. It's not, that's not a good time for me, but it's nice to know I can, if I need to, right. It's nice to have the confidence to know that even if I'm out there favoring an ankle, I can be effective. And as I get more healthy, I'll get more effective. 23.6 rebounds, four assists against Marshall. Credit to you. Same thing with Makai Long, right? It's like, yeah, I might miss a game or, or if my knee swells up, that's a bummer. But guess what? I came out of that with double double, double double, not as effective in this one, although it was a near double double, nine and thirteen. And you know what? For a sports center top ten, we'll give you an extra point. Ten and thirteen. Maybe that's the double double because I think he actually was number 10 in the Sports Center top 10. There's the double double. Sports Center top 10 and 13 rebounds. Like there is a, a single elimination tournament does not give you time to figure out what you're made of when you get punched in the face. Right? If you're playing a seven game series. You lose one, you regroup, you take the travel off day, coach looks at you in the eye, says, I need more from you, and you, and you can do all of that. And that happens in baseball and, and professional baseball and professional hockey and professional basketball. It doesn't happen in college basketball. Right? You have to get punched in the face and immediately have it fixed or at least not let it slow you down. And I am... Let me pick a, a number that's realistic. 700 million trillion more confident, percent more confident in this team now than I was at the beginning of the year. And that's literally a credit to the coaching staff and probably more importantly, the players. So if you look at the the uh, the bracket here, they're going to play the winner of Texas State and Georgia State, and that's going to be on, uh, what, Thursday. They're going to play on Thursday at 5 uh, for Texas State, Georgia State.
2: That, six. Six, it,
0: sorry. Five, five local time. Is this played somewhere Central, else? Central so, yep. All right, there you go. So it's going to be played at 6 uh, between Texas State, Georgia State. They're going to be favored in that game. But that's not to say that whoever that winner is isn't going to show up and give them something to think about. I'm just more confident that that's something they're going to be able to handle now. And then if things go well, guess who they're playing in the next game? Marshall. And guess who they just beat so they'll have at least that mental advantage over them Marshall like like the, the the last again 10 games they won eight of them it's it's checked so many of the boxes that I wanted them to check really an absurd amount of the, the boxes that I wanted them to check um and that goes without you know really the only thing that they weren't able to accomplish was getting that double buy and you know looking at it now I mean they, they Probably would have had to win their last like thirteen or fourteen to get there, and and that's that's a tall task for anybody. So it's like you know what, if you can't be the double buy, at least you're a battle tested team with the single buy.
2: Do you think you would rather almost have the single buy or no buy at all when you're this kind of when you end the season with so Eh, much momentum?
0: The the only reason I say no is because of the the lingering injuries. Like, if I could give Makai Long an extra extra day's rest, if I could give Chauncey Jenkins an extra day's rest, I would, Emo Essien, I would 100% do that. Those are three guys that are major, major contributors to this team, and they've all, within the last week and a half, two weeks, have dealt with something that has at least slowed them down. Even if they didn't, they didn't miss a game, it's at least slowed them down. That's the only reason. Um, if they were all, like, healthy, like, you know, springboard fresh, I'd be like, yeah, let's play tomorrow, right? Like like l- l- what, what day was the, the Marshall game was that Saturday? Let's start on Sunday. Like let's start. And you see you see that a lot of times. Play, coaches will say that, like I wish we could just keep this rolling. Um, but instead they'll get a little bit more healthier, a little bit a little bit more healthy, a little bit fresher, and I'm, I'm fine with that also. But still, like I said, I, I love the momentum they're carrying into the the conference tournament, and I think that gives them a very good chance. You know what the percentage is. You know you can go let the the odds makers make that decision, uh, but I think it gives them you know a much better chance than they had a couple months ago to make it out of the the Sun Belt Conference tournament, and obviously that means the NCAA tournament is is on the other side. Uh, this is the seven five seven at six here on Priority Auto Sports Radio ninety four point one. Follow us on Twitter at ESPN Radio nine four one. You can also follow me at Donnelly Sports. Social media is brought to you by Dominion Floor covering. We'll be back with more of the 757 at 6 coming up next.
1: Every weeknight, giving you all you need to know about high school and college sports in the 757. It's the 757 at 6 on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. 757 at 6.
0: Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Before we move, there's there's a, a local... That's making a pretty bold claim in the NFL. We'll we'll get to that in a second. But first, uh, we failed to mention this during our ODU men's basketball conversation, uh, and I just want to send the proper congratulations. Uh, ODU men's basketball coach Jeff Jones' career win 200 against Marshall. 200 of anything is a lot. But... uh, you know, winning in college basketball is not the easiest and 200 of them is a ton. It's a longevity. It's a quality record. Uh, and, and, you know, getting it against one of the top teams in your, your conference in, in a game that sends you like, there's a lot of reasons to celebrate. Just wanted to, you know, we, we talked a lot about that game. Didn't mention that, uh, it was a big career, uh, milestone for the head coach. So 200 wins, uh, congratulations to coach Jeff Jones. Uh, ironically, we were talking with, uh, Dr. Wood go to his athletic director. And, and he said that they were going to have a commemorative ball for Delicia Milton Jones, who's the head coach of the women's team, 50th career victory, 200, but you get, you get four game balls for that. Like do you, do you multiply them or is it, we'll see. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll, next time we chat with uh, Dr. Sela, we'll ask about it, but congratulations to coach Jones. Now to another local Norview high school alum, Norfolk native. His name is Alan Williams, William and Mary product. Went there, played there. Uh, he is now the defensive coordinator for the Chicago Bears which is ironic because he was a running back at William Mary so I guess it's like hey I now know how everyone was trying to stop me so I'm going to go become a, a defensive coach or he just know it's football um, but Alan Williams uh, speaking with the Virginian pilot brought some some bravado to his defense. Now to put a perspective on what he's dealing with Uh, his defense coordinator a while ago gets another chance last year with the bears. And it just so happened to be a year where they were in transition, new GM, the previous GM and head coach moved on new head coach and GM shows up. And there's very much a lot of, these aren't our guys. So we're going to move on from as many of them as possible. And he has a defensive minded head coach in Matt Eberflus. So, so definitely the defense was like, these aren't our guys. We're going to move on. That's why they traded Roquan Smith at the deadline. That's why they let so many of them walk in free agency. And that's, for a large part, why their defense was not the best in the world. Because uh, they were in a full transition of personnel. And Alan Williams, uh, obviously, as the defensive coordinator, likely in many of those conversations, right? Likely in the the meeting rooms where those decisions are being made. Um, He is not, I repeat, not playing the undersell over deliver game, right? That's, that's what many people say you should do. You should promise low expectations, promise low results. And then if you weigh over deliver, you can celebrate. He's, he's not participating in that theory. Uh, Speaking to the Virginian pilot, this is what Alan Williams said. Every now and then I pinch myself. I'm the coordinator of the Chicago bears. I'm fine with that. That's not raising expectations at all. That's just a little bit of a personal pride. We are the monsters of the midway. All right. that, That, I mean, that's again, not tangible. Just saying you are like, that's the, what you call the defense in Chicago, but here's where it gets crazy. The quote continues. And we are going to be the best defense again in the world. It didn't happen this year, but it will happen in the near future. Close quote. Them's be fighting words, right? And first of all, love like the the confidence, love it. You're gonna have to get a lot better than you were last year, and and you know maybe it is once you get your guys, once you get somebody that can that can or somebody meaning a, a roster that can execute the way you want things to execute. It's both Allen Williams' mind and Ibrufus' mind, so they have uh, you know multiple defensive uh, minded coaches that can aid in that, but that is. I mean, the best defense in the world, there's some good ones out there. Right? I mean, you look at teams like the San Francisco 49ers, you look at some of these teams that have, you know, multiple all pros across a bunch of different different positions, you know, you're not setting the the goal very attainable. And and you know as somebody that roots for the local guys right and the local women the here on the 757 at 6 we track the 757 it's something that that we do where we find the the people with local ties grew up here uh, played here developed here raised here and then they go on to the highest level of their sport and we basically you know put our journalism hats aside and just root for them right you're not supposed to cheer in the press box we cheer in the press box for the 757's very own i want him to have a lot of success I mean, they allowed at least 25 points in each of their final 10 games. That's over half a season, right? Justin Fields has has been, you know, doing the media tour because he's a, a quarterback, and you know, anytime you want to have a microphone in front of your face and you're a quarterback, it, it happens. And he said a few times, like, you know, we had a four game stretch where we were scoring like 30 every game, and we weren't winning very often, and and that falls on the defense. So. You know, most coaches, they they coach speak, right? You talk to a defensive coordinator, what do they say? We're just taking it one game at a time. We want to get better. We know last year wasn't good enough. Our expectations for ourselves are to be much better than that, and we're going to work every day, inch by inch, until we can be uh, closer to where we expect ourselves to be. Now, that is a bunch of word junk that said absolutely nothing, but sounds like you know what you're talking about. Sounds like you're in the right headspace. To come out and say, and again, I quote, we are the monsters of the midway and we are going to be the best defense again in the world. It didn't happen last year, or sorry, it didn't happen this year. Uh, since I said word for word, I should read it word for word. I'll start over. We are the monsters of the midway and we are going to be the best defense again in the world. It didn't happen this year, but it will happen in the near future. That's, again, like that's like the high jump, right? You're setting the bar high. Now you have now you have to go do it. Uh and we're rooting for you. Do you think part of this? And and again, Allen Williams, defensive coordinator uh for the Chicago Bears, Norv- Norview High School, Norfolk Native. Do you think part of this comes with the expectation that uh Aaron Rodgers leaves the division? <laughs> that guy's gone. We're gonna be much easier to We can stop Jordan Love. That's much easier. 100%. You look at the uh, the Minnesota Vikings, Dalvin Cook's getting older. Kirk Cousins with a, an older Dalvin Cook, I feel good about that one. We'll just quadruple team Justin Jefferson and we're, we're scot-free. We'll have to figure out what to do with the Detroit Lions, but imagine that world. You have a plan for the Packers and the Vikings. Who knows what you're going to do with the Detroit Lions.
1: A we're, gritty group of guys that love ball.
0: where he, can you imagine if he was – actually, now I just want to hear it. Alan Williams, defensive coordinator of the Bears, said that they're going to be the best defense again in the world. What do you have to say about that, Dan Campbell?
1: A gritty group of guys that love ball.
0: Gosh, it is, that guy is worth his his everything in sound bites. Uh, but again, uh, we're rooting for you, Alan. Should I, should I talk down? Should I – should we do our part to lower expectations now that he's raised them? You almost have to. So so it's our responsibility to just go like if they if they're top 20 in the NFL in defense, that is wildly impressive by Allen Williams. Right? I mean just look at the roster that he's being given on defense. Even if they use every draft pick on defense, if he holds them to 35 or less, that's wildly impressive. Right? We all have to do our part. You have to raise expectations since he's saying the best defense in the world. Why not the galaxy? Does that include like hockey defenses? Like our goalie's going to be great. 757 at 6, Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1 on a Monday. We'll be back with more right here. Stick around.
1: All over Hampton Roads. For the best in local high school and college sports talk, it's the 757 at 6 on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. 757
0: at 6, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1 on a Monday. Follow us on Twitter at ESPN Radio 941. You can also follow us on Instagram at Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Social media brought to you by Dominion Floor Covering. Still working on a sound for Instagram. Still kind, working on it. I kind of paused there, just wondering if we were going to get the, the the tweet whistle. Uh, but but we'll work on it. Um, again, all of our social media is brought to you by Dominion Floor Covering. Uh, I wanted to to, to check up on Cam Thomas because uh he had a like I want to make sure Cam Thomas, being a local guy now on the Nets, um was a Top, top recruit, played at LSU, drafted at 27th overall pick. I wanted to make sure we didn't like, and when I say we, the NBA, doesn't move on from the fact that the guy had back-to-back games, back-to-back-to-back, three of them, of 43-plus points. He's settling in now post-All-Star break. He's had two games. He scored 22 in each, uh, both losses by Brooklyn. It, it Brooklyn is going to turn into a little bit of a cannibalistic society, the Brooklyn Nets are, meaning – they're all about future picks now they have a a few good players don't get me wrong Dorian Finney-Smith local guy amongst them uh Mikael Bridges amongst them Cam Thomas amongst them but they, they they very much are building for the future now when you move on from within uh like a year you move on from James Harden Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant you're not really in win now mode so uh, you're going to have to kind of focus on getting yours to build value in yourself. I love, love that Cam Thomas is getting burned and I, meaning minutes played. And I love that he's finding a way to get his buckets. I I, I want to make sure he, he understands that efficiency is also going to matter. He's shot 40% and 43% in the last two games on his way to 22. Again, points per game. I love it. Go, go average 20 plus and you will make yourself a lot of money, but don't shoot your like don't become just known as a volume shooter okay he is the type of guy uh, the type of player who can get his within the work of an offense and can get his within within high efficiency now it's going to take a while and he's a young player and he's second year and he was not dependent upon much when those three guys i mentioned the hardens the irvings the the durants were on the team so he's going to have to work through it it's just right like okay now you know what you're working through Right? You, you, when you're playing a lot you're you're gonna more easily see what you need to improve on so now it's learning what's a good shot what's a great shot what's what's a shot you shouldn't take when is one more pass the, the move and, and a, in a weird way it's going to be less about wins and losses for this this entire team. Right, there are a few guys that are built into the future, like Mikhail Bridges. It, he has value, and they reportedly turned down multiple first-round picks. They traded Kevin Durant to the Suns and got Bridges like six hours before the deadline. And in that six hours, he took they they fielded calls on him and reportedly turned down multiple first-round picks. So that guy has value. He's not going anywhere. Pretty much everyone else on the roster, yeah, you know, the veterans, Dorian Finney-Smith, uh, Jay Crowder, right? Some of these guys, there, I mean, they're. I don't want to say their ceilings are limited, but that far into their career, you kind of know what they are. Everyone that is young on the Nets has the ability to shape what the rest of their career is going to be based on how they play in the second half of this season. Cam Thomas, one of if not maybe the most in that category, like the 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 you know best examples of that. If if Cam Smith and or Cam Smith, goodness gracious. Uh, if Cam Thomas picks up like four or five assists a game, which isn't crazy, right? When he's playing a big minutes, he's he's in the two or three. If he gets up to like four and a half, five and a half assists per game, in addition to some volume scoring, I mean, that's that's where your free agency interests go from nice role player to... Let's see what we have, right? Knock down some threes. Like the, the his ceiling is like Terry Rozier, which may sound like you're being really mean. Terry Rozier is getting ha aid and he is a player that can be a, a a piece on a contender. Once you get there, then, you know, hey, I'm not going to hold you back. Go go be a, a, a bigger piece. But part of that comes with efficiency, and part of that comes with being a, a key cog in an offense. That's the next thing I want to see from Cam Thomas. But again 22 22 you know post all-star break he's averaging over 20 it's two game sample but hey don't tell anyone that I I, I love that form he's always been a guy that can fill it up go back and look at his high school numbers go back and look at his time at LSU he was the highest scoring freshman in the entire country at LSU he's always been a guy that can fill it up now it's about doing the few other things that would take his value from you know microwave offense off the bench to somebody that you want to be a piece in a in a contender but it's always good for a local guy. Like I said, we're always rooting for the local guys. Priority Auto Sports Radio ninety four point one. This is the seven five seven at six. Uh, I'm Tim Donnelly, and I'm turning it over to our guy Robbie Vogler for Robbie's roundout coming up next right here on ninety four point one. So be sure to stick around for that. Again, one last time, follow us on Twitter at ESPN Radio nine four one, and you can follow me at Donnelly Sports. That's D-O-N-N-E-L-L-Y-S-P-O-R-T-S. We'll be back tomorrow for the Tim Donnelly Show. I will be back tomorrow for the Tim Donnelly Show at 3. And uh, Robbie will be back right after this for Robbie's Roundout. I'll see you tomorrow.
1: The clock is running out on the 757 at 6. That means it's time for Robbie's Roundup. Oh, wait a minute. It's Robbie's Round about or Robbie's Roundout, whatever he's calling it today. Here's Robbie Vogler on Priority Auto Sports Radio
2: 94.1. That's right. This is the 757 at 6. Robbie's Roundout is what we are calling it today. It's what we call it pretty much every day. I maybe only two, three times in the history of Robbie's Roundout have we not called it Robbie's Roundout just because I like consistency. I like talking about things that are consistent. I like talking about things that are are a good time. And again, this is the 757 at 6 on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. And let me tell you, over the weekend, I had the, the privilege, the honor, to be the PA announcer for the Class 5 and 6 Track and Field Championships at the Virginia Beach Sports Center the sports center complex if you haven't been it's it's spectacular and it's funny because i've been around track and field for a long time for about 20 years now and which is crazy to even think about that number i mean i've been around track and field for 20 plus years and you notice certain things you notice certain things about athletes whether it's it's one athlete that you just kind of you see and you're like man they are different. Something about them is just different than the rest of the field or the, the rest of the athletes that you have. And we, we are in an area, especially here in the 757, where that happens a lot. We are here in the 757 where we have a, a large history of some of the greatest track and field athletes of all time a couple that come to mind someone that i competed with personally mike morrison i look at the the pole vaulters that are you know you know some of the top in the state and they're you know 14 6 14 feet they're they're attempting 15 feet which is great i mean he was jumping 17 6 and a half. that was just another day at the office but i look at some of these athletes and again we talk about it all the time right here on the show Grant Holloway, who had another great weekend over the past weekend as his indoor season continues and ramps up to Worlds. But there was one athlete that, that stood out to me. While I was watching the, the men's and the, the boys and the girls track and field championships this weekend on Saturday, there was one sprinter from Indian River That stood out to me as kind of setting herself apart from the rest of the state, especially in her division, especially in her age group and her, her, her class. And that was Brianna Selby. Brianna Selby is, is now the, not only the state record holder in the 55 meter dash, she is also the state champion. In the 55 meter dash, but she is also the state champion in the 300 meter dash. And when you watch, when I was watching the events happen, I obviously watched every single event. I saw every heat of every event. There are certain aspects and certain things that you notice about an athlete that when you see them running, you just have a feeling that man, they have a, a very bright future. Their, their future is they're going places. And I looked this up and I I was, I was doing some research and I wanted to talk about it on today's show. Brianna Selby's only a, 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 an 11th grader, which means her best races are way ahead of her. Whether it be for the remainder of this season, if she goes on to the, to, to nationals or whether it is you know in the outdoor season her best races are in front of her the the races over the weekend vaulted her into the top 5 in the country and i'm not just talking about in the state of virginia no she is one of the best sprinters in the state of virginia for girls she is one of the best sprinters in the country in the United States for girls in high school. One of the best. And it is so impressive to see what she is doing and see what she was able to do. Because this is somebody that I'm going to have on my radar for the next year and a half. And when you get put on my radar, when you get put on Robbie's radar, and I don't, that's a thing that I just created just two seconds ago. When you get put on Robbie's radar, I'm going to be looking out for you every step of the way. I'm going to be having athletic.net trackers being gone every single meet. I want to see how she is able to compete and how she is able to, to outdo herself. Because I truly do believe that she is setting herself up for great success. And only being a junior in high school... So impressive. And it's, it's, in, it's incredible because not only is that one of the top times in, in Class 5, obviously it is the top time in Class 5. It's one of the top team, top times in, in the country and in the state of Virginia. So many people are saying, oh, well, I wish they would just crown one state. Why do they have to have all these classes? It doesn't matter for her. You put every class together, she's going to come out on top pretty much every single time. And that's what I love seeing. I love seeing athletes that can perform at such a high level, but you also know that they have something left in the tank. Obviously there was something special about her this weekend. Obviously there was something special that happened with her this weekend. She was able to, 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 defy all the odds. She was one of the top ranked athletes coming in to this weekend and at the biggest stage she was able to shine and I have to believe that that is only going to get better and bigger as the bigger stages come whether it's at the national level, whether it's at the, the outdoor level, whether it's at the collegiate level in a couple of years she is going to be somebody to watch and she's from right here in the 757 track and fields. not something that I talk about often it is not something that I talk about too often because I I honestly wasn't around the sport as much as I have been over the last 48 hours, but I'll tell you this, be expecting a lot more track and field athletes following them throughout their journey in, in high school, especially as we get to the high school ranks and, and into the outdoor season because I love, love some track and field and this area is painted with so much talent. This area is painted with a lot of talent. We have been for years. Whether it's Grant Holloway, whether it is Brianna Selby, making herself relevant. We have some very impressive athletes right here in the 757. And if you've never been to a track meet before, I I, I encourage you to go and check them out. Pretty, pretty incredible stuff. I'll tell you that. It was just, it was a lot of fun. I will say this. I forgot how, how long track meets can be. I almost texted my parents cause they were there. They were watching the meet and all that stuff. I almost texted them and it was like, Hey mom, dad, you're welcome for only being a field athlete. You are welcome that I wasn't a, a mid-distance runner and I had an event at the beginning of the day, in the middle of the day, and at the end of the day. You are welcome that I was on the field events. I had one event before all the events started, and then you could leave for the rest of the day. You are welcome, mom and dad, that you didn't have to to spend the entire day at a track meet to just to watch me compete. So, I take credit in being a uh, not-so-fast person. And then sticking with the field events because I'm saving people time. All right. That's going to wrap things up from the seven, five, seven, and six. Robbie's round out. We'll be back tomorrow talking some ODU women's basketball going into the Sunbelt conference tournament schedule. This week's going to be weird, but can't go into the, uh, the first round of the tournament that the women are playing on Wednesday without talking some ODU women's basketball had a rough loss over the weekend or on Friday, tough loss. Can they bounce back? I think they can. Can they make some magic happen? I think they can. Anyway, that's going to wrap things up. Don't forget to go follow me on Twitter at Robbie Vogler, R-O-B-B-I-E-V-O-G-L-E-R. That's on Twitter until tomorrow. Have a great day for Tim Donnelly. I'm Robbie Vogler saying, have a great night. Talk to you soon. Later. Your flag.